Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. I am so excited to be sitting down with an, yet another lady from Rural Rooted, um, Ashley, and she has, I think, one of the coolest things that I have experienced or ever met somebody who has a tree farm. Um, her and her husband have uh, a tree farm and they are making it happen. And so Ashley, I really, I don't want to take your thunder because you guys have done so much, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like Ali said, I, my husband and I bought a Christmas tree farm about a year ago. Um, it had been on our hearts for probably about seven years before that. We actually stumbled across the property um, in 2013 when we were planning our wedding, and we had been thinking about it ever since. We found out that my pap knew the owner and had some initial meetings in 2015-16, and it didn't work out then, but then everything rolled around again in 2019, and we were able to make it happen. So we bought um, a Christmas tree farm and we've planted some nursery and ornamental trees too and really working to expand. And neither of us have any background in agriculture. So we're first generation and just jumping in on this journey and learning as we go. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you guys don't have um, an agriculture background and you saw an opportunity and you took advantage of it. But I'm sure that that was very scary and that there's been a lot of challenges that has come with that. So tell us a little bit about some of that and maybe the learning curve that y'all have gone through. Yeah, so it's been a big learning curve. And one of the things that we're blessed with is to have a great mentor as the previous owner. He actually lives on the next property. So he's been showing us the ropes and teaching us a lot as we go. Um, but there's been definitely challenges. I have not had a career before that depended on the weather or I had to worry about <laughs> pests. So this has been a lot for us to learn in a short time. So it's kind of like drinking by the fire hose to figure out what we need to do to take care of the trees. Last summer, we had somewhat of a drought, so that was a big lesson right away in, you know, how you can't control everything and, and making the best of it and doing what we can to protect what we're trying to grow and build. Right, absolutely, yes. Whether, I know, I think everybody, um, well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't categorize it as everybody, but a lot of people, you know, view agriculturalists as unintelligent people that just throw a seed out in the field and hope it, hope it grows, right? But um, as I'm sure you've learned, there's much more than that that goes into there's it. Like a, you said. There's a lot, yes. Yes, like you said, the weather. I mean, you really do become a weather person. You become a chemical, uh, a chemist as far as figuring out yep. fertilizer and all of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I mean, the seasons have a huge, huge bearing, especially for y'all being Christmas, being your season. You have a lot of planning that goes into it to make sure that it's ready for that particular time of year, right? So yeah. what, what has been... Um, maybe the biggest, the biggest thing that you guys have got into where you're like, oh man, we, we were not ready for this or, um, you know, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into in this situation. So I think one of the things that's been, that was a little challenging is there had been somewhat of a, a tree shortage mm -hmm. the whole way from seed to um, actually selling Christmas trees. So we were able to get our hands on some transplants to plant this year. And we pretty much ordered everything we could. So we ended up with a bigger order than we probably needed to. And then trees started coming and we don't have a big crew. It's basically us and an occasional helper here and there. So just figuring out, um, you know, I, I don't always, I can't predict exactly when the trees are going to show up at our door and they need to get in the ground pretty quickly. So 
just adjusting to that schedule and, and learning to to figure out how how are we going to get a thousand trees planted today um, and what are we going to do next and you know when's the next order going to come so just really learning to be a little more flexible and and figure things out as we go because not everything um, is able to be planned with the weather with the orders with the way the whole um, industry goes right and can you walk us through like the process of I mean you just said you, you guys have done transplants but like once that tree goes in the ground like what's the cycle and like from start to finish yep so we um, we don't plant trees by seed we buy them as transplants and they're typically three or four years old already so they've okay. grown in a seedling bed for a year or two and then in a transplant bed for a couple years and we get them shipped to us bare root and so we plant those trees um, in the, a lot of our, our time in the summer spent mowing, maintenance, weed control, um, pest control. And then in July, starting now, we'll be pruning and shearing all of our trees. And so from when we plant that transplant that's already three or four years old, we have about six to eight years till it's ready to sell. Okay. So we have a long time in between. Um, and really we're just taking care of it, trying to have, um, no damage in between, have it still a good healthy tree and have it be ready for someone at Christmas six to eight years later. Yeah, I think it's such a cool concept. I mean, obviously everyone loves Christmas, right? And so the fact that you guys yep. are able to kind of embody that whole Christmas spirit um, on your farm to be able to know like, hey, I grew, you know, I was a part of growing a tree that's now going to be put in someone's home that um, memories and everything is going to be formed around. So I think it's such a cool thing that I've just never heard anyone else do. Obviously there's Christmas tree farms, but I just have not known anyone who's been a part of it. And that's been a big thing for us. We really, uh, we have a couple years. So we have a full Christmas where we can be open for like a, a full amount of people to come out and choose and cut their trees with their family. But we're really working toward making this a place for community, a place for families to come. It's not just come get your Christmas tree. It's come have a, an adventure, a day, a bunch of memories with your family. Um, and we want to do other things along the way to make it so you're not just getting your tree and leaving, but there's things to do while you're here um, and spending time. So that's, we're really, we can't wait to be able to draw people in and have that. And hopefully we'll do some events before our trees are ready in a couple of years. We have some things in the works, but we're, we're really excited about it. Yeah, I, I'm excited to watch that unfold for y'all because I think it's going to be um, a really cool thing to watch and, and a great thing for y'all to um, be a, a pillar in your community with. Yep. And actually, the I didn't mention this, but the tree farm is pretty close to my hometown. So it's, it's kind of nice to be back home, close to family and, you know, part of a smaller community. We were living in a city before, so part of a smaller community again. Yeah, that's so cool. And so now that you are, um, you said you, you just mentioned you were living in a city before. Now that you're out, so do you all actually live on the tree farm or? We do. Okay. Yep, we live We live in an A-frame on the tree farm that does not have a furnace, so we heated our house with firewood. Oh so it is a little bit roughing it, but we are, we're making it work. We get to live out here and it's, it's very peaceful, but definitely rural. So going from the city now to, to not having a furnace, what has that been like? <laughs> It's, it's been good. So we were, we were ready. We had our fun. We lived in the city. We did, you know, going out multiple nights a week, the takeout, whatever you wanted. And we were ready for some more land and more space in the next chapter. But it's, it's definitely night and day from where we were before. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I love that. I love that you guys have embraced it and um, you're, you're making it your thing and, and you're, you're building a business around it. 
Yep. Um, okay, I do want to ask because I think so trees, right? There, it's a long lifespan that you just kind of mentioned too. So are you guys having to almost like you're planting probably every year so that your years can continue, right? Exactly. So we did buy the tree farm. There were trees on it that we had about three or four okay. years of trees planted. And then we're planting every year. And so we'll plant, we'll continue to do that. So as people cut down trees, um, you know, not every single tree makes it. We'll be replenishing our stock and always having more. Um, we have a little bit more space to expand into. So hopefully, you know, fill our property with as many trees as that can fit. And we will, we'll, we'll keep growing from there. Okay, and so you guys are also allowing, um, when people come, they'll be able to cut down their own tree. Exactly, yep, you'll, you'll be able to cut down your own tree. We live on a pretty hilly place, so hopefully we'll have some, you know, hay wagons or, or different ways to get people around and get their trees back to the shop, um, but you'll be able to walk around, find the tree that, that speaks to you, that's the right one to go home and, and cut it down yourself. I love that. I think that, again, goes back to the just whole um, idea of making it really um, a family affair and not just like Home Depot when you pull up and pick out a tree that's standing in a, or yep. leaning in a corner um, and tied onto the top of the car, right? It's, it's really a whole family ordeal for um, a, a whole day experience if you wanted to make it that way. Yep, exactly. We were actually customers of this tree farm before we bought it. So we got to come out and cut down our tree and now, now we still do, but it's a little different. Yes. So I, I want to talk to you about that because um, it already having been a tree farm, I'm sure there's been kind of some, um, uh, I don't know if challenges is the right word, but moving it from the previous owner to y'all as far as have people been like, hey, can we come get our tree this year? Or how has that kind of been? Yeah, so we had a good many people show up last year and we don't have many trees. So we definitely had to turn people away. I had all over our website, all over every social media that we weren't open, but you know, not everyone gets the message. And right. so we, we definitely have people come, they've, they, they give you, and I feel so bad because they tell me that they've come for however many years, the last 20 years with their family and I want to let them on, but we have to let our trees get a little bigger so that we have a recurring business and there's enough every year. So we're, we're managing our inventory now, but yeah, people still do show up. <laughs> and I'm sure, okay, so obviously rule rooted, we, we talked about social media and all of that. How has that kind of helped change y'all's business and your, your way of connecting with the community? I think it's really given me more clarity and, and purpose in what I'm posting. It's, it's a little challenging right now because we aren't open yet. We don't have trees to sell, but I still want to take people along on our journey and share what we're doing. So I think that Rural Rooted has really helped um, in connecting with this community for me to be able to tell my story and, and given me kind of the, the know-how behind that. So it's, I, and the community behind that too has been super helpful with, with meeting everyone along the way and, and making so many great connections. So, so I have to ask, how's the reckless abandonment going? <laughs> <laughs> We're not quite a reckless abandonment, but, you know, inching our way there, trying to, trying to give a little, add a little more reckless abandon right. into my life. <laughs> so for those, of, I am a planner. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who are um, listening or watching part of Rule Rooted was kind of really figuring out our why and um, the challenges that come with that. So for Ashley, she, she told us about how she's a planner, you know, she likes everything to be um, in order and, and know exactly what's happening. So um, 
<laughs> I don't even remember how the how the word or term reckless abandonment came up, but that was something that they had suggested her. Um, I think it was to help you find your why or something like that. So, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not quite sure that reckless abandon is exactly the right fit, but. I think a little bit is good in everyone's life. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A little, um, a little bit of adventure is good for everyone. Um, so Ashley, I want to know too. So for you guys, um, you also just planted a pumpkin patch, correct? So yes, we did. So as far as maintaining the business, um, outside of Christmas, right? That's probably, I'm assuming part of your goal is to make it kind of a year round, um, uh, place for people to come and visit. So tell us a little bit about how y'all are doing that. So to start, we did, we planted a pumpkin patch this, patch this year. And so this is the first time I've planted pumpkins. We went all in with, I think we have about a quarter acre planted. So we're, we're seeing what we can do and how many I can grow. But my goal is to have some kind of fall festival out there. I'd like to look forward to other events in the summer, maybe like some vendors, Christmas in July, some different things. So we're looking at opportunities along the way to make it more of a year round business where we're growing things that aren't just in the winter season. And we have other opportunities to get people out to the farm. I have um, a storeroom in our barn that I'm trying to, to work on fixing up. So maybe there can be some kind of shop, not sure what it'll look like or what kind of hours yet, but just ways that we can, we can get people out here more often. Yeah. And make it really a destination, right? For the, for a community destination. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. We fell in love with it's it's pretty remote. It's a pretty landscape. It's right by the state forest. We fell in love with it and would love to share it with other people. So whatever we can do to make it more than just a couple weeks before Christmas. Right. And remind me again of exactly where you guys are. We are located in central Pennsylvania. We're about 15 miles south of State College, which is probably the, the biggest town that people know of. Okay. So um obviously you can't ship a Christmas tree, right? <laughs> no, can't ship a Christmas tree. <laughs> um, but is, do you guys have anything for somebody who maybe is listening in California um, and they want to support your business? Is there, there a way for them to do that yet or still? Coming soon. I okay. have a couple things in the works to get some of the, some of the Christmas vibe to you all year round in different states. So there's, there's some things coming, but not right this second. Awesome. Well, stay tuned if you are listening and want to um, support Ashley and Tuckaway Trees is their their um, farm name. And so stay tuned if you're you're wanting to get connected and um, watch their, their tree farm unfold. Oh, shoot. Are you, are you still with me? Yeah, sorry. Did I lose you for a second? Okay, yeah, I don't know. It all froze and I thought yeah. it went. <laughs> okay, awesome. I can edit that out. That's a good thing about Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so also, Ashley, I do want to talk to you about, um, you know, we, we've mentioned in the beginning of this that you guys did not have an agricultural background. This is something completely new. What is maybe some advice that you got you would give somebody um, who is wanting to get involved in agriculture um, whether through a tree farm or really just kind of immersing themselves in the world of agriculture? I think the biggest thing for us, and we touched on a little bit earlier, is to find a mentor. I think I, we've read a ton. We have all sorts of books on taking care of trees and what you need to do for a tree farm. But I think having someone that has had the experience and been through it and can guide you has been so helpful. And obviously you're going to learn and you're going to 
take things and adjust them and make them your own. But having that that person with all that knowledge, I think is is vital. So if you can find a mentor in the space, I think that that's, that's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's that's awesome advice, especially in a industry that's ever changing. And there's so many different facets of it that you do have the potential to get involved in. Um, I think that that's that's great advice. Find somebody in your niche and um, use them as a mentor. Yep, absolutely. So we're at the point in in the episode where we'll we'll move into our rapid fire if you are ready for those. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, so the, <laughs> the first question is, if you could eat any food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Tacos. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I know, I always go back and forth between tacos and pasta, I feel like. <laughs> I know, I was thinking something carb-like, pasta, yeah. <laughs> pizza, or tacos, but I feel like you can make them a little different. So that's so I'm true. stuck with tacos. They can maybe have some variety there. Little variety, absolutely. Second question is, if you had to pick a color to describe your personality, what would that be? Hmm. I'm going to go with green. And I've never had anyone ask that question before, but I'm going to pick green because I feel like it is, you know, um, alive, bright. It reminds me of growing, um, ever-changing. So. I guess, I guess green. <laughs> I, I love that for you. I think that is perfect. And then the last one is what is your favorite book? Ooh, I know that's a hard one. That is a hard one. I like to read a lot of fiction books. I'm really into thrillers. And so I one is not <laughs> sticking out by name, but I do, I do love to read. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's a book that from before. We just got a little kid's book, Otis the Tractor, and that's what we named our, our rusty old tractor after. after. I don't know if it's my favorite book, but it is cute. <laughs> cute, and there's connection, right? <laughs> yep. All right, and then um, the last thing, Ashley, is if people are wanting to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, Instagram or Facebook, my handle is TuckawayTrees, and I would love to, to connect with you, and our website is TuckawayTreeFarm.com. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking some time out of y'all's schedule um, to chat with me and talk about the tree farm. I am so excited to watch everything that y'all have planned unfold. And I know it's going to be fabulous in that there is going to be a whole community of people who turn to y'all um, for, for creating family, creating family memories. Oh, thank you so much. It's been fun. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at AgChicks on Instagram and Facebook and that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the AgChicks channel.